Ask the Podcast Coach for October 27th, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music. That means it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. We got the band back together. I'm Dave Jackson from the schoolofpodcasting.com, and he's back. The one, the only. Fresh off his interview on uh, Chris Curran's uh, Podcast Engineering School, uh, the one and only Jim Cullison. How's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Good to be back. It feels like a month. Whoa, wait a minute. It's been, it's been a, a month. month. Yeah. yeah four, four weeks. Uh, special thanks to Chris and John and Emily for filling in for me. And Australia took a fill in for me. Yeah. So good yeah. to be back. It does feel like it's been a long time. So I'm just, it was, I'm, you know, when you do this every week, it gets kind of routine, right? Yeah. But like super excited this morning. I was like, I woke up, I'm like, bing, ask the podcast coach. Like, <laughs> I was excited I, last night when I was, I was listening to you on Chris Curran's show. And I was like, oh yeah, Jim's back tomorrow. It's ask the, I was actually getting excited on Friday night about ask the podcast coach, uh, which is fun. Cause you, fun well, to be back. it's one of those things when you, you don't realize how much you enjoy it. And I know you, I know you said every now and then it's good to take a break. And yeah, it, it was kind of yeah. cool to take a break and, and, uh, go to Australia. That's always fun. Yeah. And, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk about this more. You miss, you, you mentioned Chris Curran and, and uh podcast engineering school, man, that guy's crazy. Like he is crazy. I, I was not quite ready. I should have, I probably should have listened to a few episodes going into that one before <laughs> you know, I did. Yeah. I kind of went cold, you, you know, you, he's crazy. You, you <laughs> seemed a little deer in the headlights at times when you're like, I, I'm supposed to do what scream sound, yeah. sound great. What? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't ready. Uh, and it's okay. You know, what well, I, I do that on purpose. Like, I don't. I don't want to go in too, like, too predictable. But I probably should have listened on that one. The other thing that that I like about Chris, and I know he's had people say that he does this. To, Chris laughs a lot. Like he makes mm-hmm. himself laugh every time he plays a clip or whatever. And to me, I find that. I guess endearing or whatever the fact that he yeah, great. he giggles and in that whole his picture did not match his personality. So I looked up, you know, I looked up the side, I looked at a few things, and I looked at his picture. And then when we started talking, and even he started pretty, you know, pretty low key when right. we were first talking, and then he gets into the podcast, yeah. and I was like, Whoa, wow, okay, like energy. I'm like, <laughs> I'm in on this. Okay, I think. Not every, I don't know. Not everybody like, starts their show with a grunt, but Chris yeah. does. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. No, it, it was super great. It was a great experience. It was a ton of fun. I appreciate Chris having me on. It was it was good stuff. One oh seven, I think, is the is the episode number out there. Not sure if I'm very helpful, but uh, if but Chris is funny. So if you head out there and uh, and give it a listen. Yeah, we are at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. If you happen to be listening on the Googles or Mixler. Uh, and you can also jump right into the video, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. I've been trying to figure out if I should say this publicly and which is always a good sign that something else, you know, what's one of the things that, um, let's see, how can I say when you get home, you don't realize what you miss when you, when you go away someplace. And I'm just going to put it this way. There's something about your own bathroom that there's some sort of like home court advantage to that. That like when you get back and the, the toilet paper's rolling the right way and you're just everything fits the way it's supposed to fit, you're like, Yes. That's uh that was fun. It's nice to be home. Yeah. Let's just 
let's just say that. I mean, traveling is great, but it is it is good to be home and kind of con- in control of your own environment. Well, and- you know, you know where you're at. You don't have to. I don't have to use a GPS to get anywhere. Um, I can get a Snickers bar anywhere I want. <laughs> That was the thing that was weird. You just forget about it. You're at yeah. the airport and you go to like your typical airport, little newsstand, book stand, water and candy store. And you go and you look at the candy. You're like, what? There's no Pop-Tarts. There's no what? It's just. You can get Tim Tams down there. That's <laughs> You should be eating all the Tim Tams that you can. That's the, the whenever the Aussies come to Gallup, they're, they're always bringing Tim Tams. And so that I always in the summer, I get boxes of Tim Tams that I, See, that I enjoy they're a delicious cookie. And so they're, they, it's just their, it's their brand. Of yeah. It. So um, I, but, if you haven't seen, seen it online, uh, what I'm holding up is a picture of me holding a, a somewhat baby koala bear. Uh, and here's, see, I just did it. Eh! Kids, all Americans need to learn this because we sound really stupid when we say this. A koala is not a bear. It's a marsupial. And Australians are like, when they do that, they're like, ah, American. It's like it's like if if an Aussie comes to uh, the states and gets in a taxi, they're going to get in the front seat. That right. is where Americans go. Oh, it's an Aussie. When we say koala bear, it just stamps the word American on our forehead. Just own it, though. Like when you go to foreign countries, right. just own. Yeah, you know, it just it is what it is. It's like you know, it's so funny when people mispronounce names or whatever because they have an accent or whatever, and people kind of giggle at that. And you're like, look, oh. I, Gonna make fun of you if you mispronounce my name. I, I'm just uh, happy that you're saying it. Well, to bring it back to kind of a podcast thing, knowing your audience is key. So I had a, a slide I was talking about, you know, the top ten mistakes that uh, podcasters make, and one of them is not getting to the point. Right? We're talking about French toast recipes. We're talking about whatever. And I said, can you imagine going to Walmart? Well, I asked somebody before the presentation. I said you guys do have Walmart, right? And they're like, no. And I go, oh, do you have anything with a greeter? And they're like, Target. I'm like, excellent. Okay. The way this particular event was called We Are Podcast, I had to send them my slides like weeks in advance. So changing my slide, not an option. I'm like, oh, okay. So I thought that was funny because I was like, the whole point was, could you imagine how annoying it was if you went to a Walmart and you had to, like in my case, I had to get travel, shampoo, and a couple other things for traveling. And if I went in, they're like, hi, welcome to Walmart. And I, great. Can you tell me where the shampoo is? Yeah, just a second. First, I have to tell you about my French toast recipe and what the cat did. On, and they just don't let you in. And so I thought that was hilarious because I'm like going, yeah, you guys. And luckily, any behemoth kind of thing from America. So they are familiar with Walmart. Um, there's one guy there, Jason. He does the Communicator podcast. And he's actually an American. He's now... He's now an Australian citizen because of a female, of course. You go to Australia, you fall in love, and then you never go home. And uh, he laughed because I was somebody was asking me about Cleveland, and I said, well, you know, back in the 70s, our river caught on fire. And they're like, it, it did what? And I said, um, I said, and it's we had a really stupid thing called Nickel Beer Night where we basically ended up with a riot in a baseball game. And and he laughed. He goes, you do realize they don't know what a nickel is. I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah. And then later or- I said, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And then I said uh, something later. I said, and then I called an audible, and he just starts laughing. And I'm like, "What?" And he goes, "There's no audibles in soccer." And I'm like, "Oh, that's right. Okay." So all these phrases that you don't realize, you know. Yeah. And then even it worked the other way. Somebody was talking, and they went went to mention a sport, 
And they're like, ah, oh, crap, you don't know what that is. All right, next, <laughs> you skip on. So it was it's, always kind of fun. You know, I get to do a podcast in Australia and another one in India. And so I talk to them once a month. And, and I think that's getting smaller. That problem is getting smaller and smaller with globalization. I don't, I think there are more, you know, more of those sayings. You don't have to necessarily explain them. Like American football is widely popular. I mean, it's very popular right. around world in in just about every country and yes in australia they they play soccer or football or whatever they call it but it is i, I think we're we're seeing less and less of that because i've had some folks where i've said it, i've made a statement like that and i said i, I think for a second and i'm like oh do i need to explain that and they're like they look at me like come on i'm not an idiot <laughs> so i i I think it's getting less. I think that part is getting less, less and less with so much more media around the world, so much YouTube and such a, you know, such an influence on the, that I watched some Australian uh, YouTube videos and I don't, they're doing things and they're saying, you know, they're using language that's culturally relevant in that spot. Right. And I don't get pissed because I don't quite understand. Right. It's like, wonder what that okay i wonder what that means yeah. so i don't know I, I that whole thing of being you know like you got to be sensitive to it and y- yes sort of but i think the other end needs to understand as well you are an american right or yeah. you are australian yeah. and you're gonna say those kinds of things so yeah. i get a little i get a, i go a little crazy a little bit on the other side it's like hey if you're hearing that and you don't quite understand it just ask i, I think if it was a case where there was so much unique for lack of a better phrase jargon that the other person didn't know what we were talking about that would be a problem but that's not the case you know? not not generally yeah and if it is raise your hand and ask exactly like, uh craig in the chat room says uh did i get to see the surfing kangaroos i did not i did get to pet a kangaroo that was quite fun the other thing that was uh the one night we we rented two houses so what it was it was a two-day event and then we had three days where we had two houses, we rented two houses where the speakers just went off for like a retreat. And so we're on the, the back porch of this, all like 12 of us on the back porch. And um, first a cockatoo went flying by. And these things make horrendous noises when they fly. And then my favorite was this huge bat, like huge, goes flying across the sky. And we're like, okay, what was that? And uh, they're like, oh, it's a I think they call it a flying fox or something like that. And Jordan Harbinger goes, that was a cat with wings. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so that was uh, wild. And then uh, Daniel says, sometimes you can turn uh, something that's different into a joke against your country, which is what I did. Uh, my second slide is the, all my credentials. Okay, I've been podcasting since 2005, blah, blah, blah. And I said, hey, shocking, the American's going to stand up and talk about himself because that's kind of a thing. Like outside of the U.S., especially in, I think it's like Asia or something like that, like actually like state, just stating the facts. These are my credentials. It's kind of like, ooh, we don't, we don't, we don't really pump ourselves up like that. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of a very American thing. So I was like, hey, let's, let's draw to the fact that the American's going to do the American thing. And I had a few yeah. people chuckle at that. The Australians are always making fun of us for being boastful and prideful. Yeah. Those are two words I hear a lot, you know, and you kind of get beaten down a little bit in yeah. those countries if you try to do those kinds of things. And and so, um, yeah, there's different. Hey, uh, newsflash, there's differences. Yeah. Like, you know, 
and the cool thing is I think we need to embrace them better and understand them, but that they don't need to change either way. Like Americans don't be, need to become a lot like the rest of the world, much like the rest of the world doesn't need to become like the Americans. Well, meanwhile, in the podcasting world, um, yeah, we, probably talk we had um, a lot of stuff going on with the, the podcast charts. James Cridlin, who I actually got to to meet in Australia, which is great. That guy's super cool. He actually record. I took video of him. He does his podcast on a phone. Like he literally records it on his phone and somehow, you know, whatever Dropbox is it or whatever and does it that way. Just um, using the recording feature yeah. on his phone. I was, yeah. I was there and I watched him record his episode. I actually have video of it because I'm like, I walk by and I hear him go, you know, from, uh, from the hallway, we are podcast 2018 or whatever he said. And I'm like, he's doing the, he's doing the show. I'm like, quick video, David. And I was like, that's it. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's, you know, he goes, I got to do it wherever I am. And he goes, I got a microphone right here pointing at his phone. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's cool. But he was talking about the charts. And here's my question. Are charts any, cause I, I know there's, um, uh, pod chaser. I was playing a little bit with pod chaser and it's this whole thing again, where people can rate and review and uh, they're, you know, I know, I think there's chartable are charts healthy. Are they, uh, do we need charts? You know, I think we, we do need some things to, to strive for. Like I think in, there are certain personalities that do better than that with others. And so I, I think we do need, things to strive for and to shoot for. I was listening to the most recent episode of uh, Spreaker live show. Mm-hmm. And, oh my uh, God. I just heard <laughs> yeah. that. Oh my, oh my God is right. We got to switch uh, Alex to decaf. That's all there's to it. I love, he like takes it up a notch. Oh you can, you can hear the gear shifting. I just want to go up to Alex and go, Hey Alex. And he'll go, what? And I go Google and just watch his head explode. <laughs> he's so great when he gets when he gets in a rhythm it is so awesome to listen to and he he kind of goes off about the podcasting you know i think iHeartRadio announced these yeah. new uh, award the know, first and, ever podcast yeah, awards right. that was the one that was like oh do marketing departments actually do research that's what i'm kind of wondering because like you, you can't make a mistake you you could say that maybe seven or eight years ago but you can't say that today right so good job iHeartRadio. For just offending every single podcaster. But Alex's point is, I think, that he makes on Spreaker Live Show. The point he makes is that all the same shows win all the time, right? It's just the same thing over and over. By the way, this is what happens in Hollywood, right? This is what happens. These things, that's pretty consistent. So is that good? I don't know, Dave. I I mean, it's a. I'm glad you brought that up because he was going on and on. And I'm like, well, they win because. uh, they're good. They are good. Yeah. That was my, like, I'm like, I listen to a lot of podcasts and some of them are not great. And I'm like, so that's why I don't know, insert podcast name here, you know, is not winning awards. Now I granted there are times when you think it's a little unfair because Joe Rogan had a career before he started a podcast and by the way, not his fault. That yeah. He had that. Yeah, exactly. And that serial was launched from a, this American life, you know, but I'm like, yeah, you still have to kind of, you know, I was talking with someone yesterday who's listening to Siri, serial uh, season three, which is interesting because I would love to know the person that gave the green light to that to go, Hey, just let them hang out in the courts of Cleveland for a year. Cause it's not making Cleveland look really good right now. And she just explained, she goes, look, as a person of color, she goes, I was so mad when I listened to, she goes, you have to listen to episode six. She goes, it, it made me mad for the whole day. And I was like, well, that's, in a way, I was thinking that's good. Not that I was happy that she was mad, but I'm like, 
that's kind of the whole point of this whole podcast is to go, this is messed up, you know? And so, um, so it's good. So I, I understand because I, I do laugh when I go to anything new, any new, like, Hey, look, it's a new place to find podcasts. And it's like this American life, Joe Rogan, serial, um, the daily, uh, it's all the same, you know, uh, 99% invisible. Who am I missing? Uh, I think that's all the biggies, right? Uh, radio lab, radio lab, of course, you know, and you're like, really do these, they've been doing it forever. Yeah. And they've been doing it excellently forever. Like, I mean, they really spend some time and effort and money and that stuff doesn't happen by accident. It's not like it's gifted to them. You know, when, when they started, especially with radio lab, I followed them for a long time. And you can actually hear them getting better through the years too. If you go, they, sometimes they go back and play their old stuff, and you're like, "Oh, yikes!" Yeah, like, "Wow, where did that come from?" And you know, they just have they've gotten better. You know, they've gotten some breaks, they've gotten some money, they've got some people behind them. Here's how it changed me though this week. So I was thinking about this charts idea. I'm glad I, glad you kind of brought it up. So I've been wondering. We've been saying a lot. You know, get to the point. You just said it at the beginning of the podcast. Get to the point. Get to the point. Get to the point. Like stop. In my podcast, it takes me about four minutes on Home Gadget Geeks to get to the point. Right. So last week, I rewrote the whole intro, and I was like, okay, I am my goal thirty seconds. How do I get from mm, that's the, tough. the time it starts to thirty seconds? And so on Sunday or Monday, I rewrote the intro. And then I started practicing it in my car as I was going to work, you know, and it just didn't feel right. Like it didn't, it mm. didn't sit well with me. It wasn't me. It was me trying to be somebody else. Right. It was me trying to fit a mold. I was talking with Mike Murphy uh, about it on Monday. We got together and, and we're just chatting and he goes, dude, that's your shtick. That is you just be mm. you don't apologize for it. If it takes you four minutes and if that's going to be a problem, then know that, like, know it's going to be a problem and you may lose some listeners over it. But if it makes you happy, if it's what you want to do, if you're most comfortable in it, do it. So it, it, it was a reminder. So by the way, I went back and, and uh, found a version of the, <laughs> found a version of the intro that I, before I had rewritten it and mm -hmm. restored it I, this week, I did the, I did my regular intro. The, one of the problems I was doing in it is the music was too loud and mm -hmm. So I, I asked my audience last week on Facebook, I said, hey, what do you, I'm thinking about changing up my intro. What do you guys think? And they gave me some helpful advice, but overwhelmingly it was like, hey, there's a sentence in there we can't even hear because the music's too loud. Ah. And I'm like, okay, you're right. No, you're, you're right. I, I'm lazy with the music. And, and I just played it because I didn't figure anybody was even listening to that part anyways. Yeah. But obviously you are, right? And so there was, for me, Having the so to bring this full circle to your original question, do we need charts? I think we need things to strive for, right? Because mm -hmm. I want I wanted my the intro to my podcast to be better because I thought it was stopping people from listening. In that, I asked my audience. My audience gave me feedback, and this week caused real change. Now, did I completely change my intro? No. Did I change the music? Yes. And I listened to it about eight times, Dave, to make sure you could hear that sentence. That makes I think that makes us better. Yeah, I uh, I guess for me, uh, it's the cynic in me that anytime somebody comes up with a new chart or voting okay. system, I just go, okay, well, this will be fun to see how long it takes till somebody learns how to game this thing. Mm -hmm. Because it's just, unfortunately, when uh, I'm with you, I, I think they're handy if we all played nice, if we all follow the rules and we all just let nature take its course. But there are those people that have to be at the top and they think if I can just get to the top, 
money from heaven will come. And so they, they do things that are not always. But let know, them. Like, okay. Yeah. And that's like, it. So I'm yeah, like, go. if I, wherever I am on the, I remember for a while I could say I was a top 20 uh, weight loss show on Stitcher. Because for whatever reason, the Logical Weight Loss podcast was doing really good over there. And then real people with real backgrounds in, <laughs> in fitness came in and knocked me out. I still do the exact same show. I could kind of care less. But I just saw that. And I was, like I said, I was playing with Pod Chaser, which is supposed to be the, they want to be the IMDB of podcasting. I think that's the one. And then it might be Pod, no, Chartable. That, that's the one, I think. Take this with about a 30% chance of accuracy. There's one of them wants you to give them your Libsyn, your simple cast, your whatever login name and password so they can go get your stats. And I'm like, that sounds like a really bad idea. And I talked to the guy and he said, no, no, that's it's we're secure as your bank. And I'm like, and banks are getting hacked every day. And I'm like, I'm just not. So I don't, it would be nice. I know James Cridland has talked about it. It'd be nice if there was some system that we could all politely let's do this and we'll all be kind of a way to track everybody. Cause he was saying that pod track is saying they have 70% of the top 200 shows in Apple podcasts. And I'm like, that's still not the top industry. Now, granted, you know, I could say, well, I'm not, well, I think, no, I don't think I'm using PodTrack at all. I used to use PodTrack stats many, many moons ago. But I could say, well, you're not getting my stats. Yeah, guess what? I'm not going to be competing with Joe Rogan and, you know, NPR and all the so, you know. So I just think that's interesting. I just I just wish they would reword that because when they say, "Here are the podcast industry charts." I'm like, "No, not not really." They should say the, you know, the podcast top 200 Here's seven. I don't know what they should say, but I just I, that's always rubbed me the wrong way that they've kind of yeah, said. There's no good way to do it, though, Dave. No matter how you set these up, no matter how you put them together. You know, Alex's point on on um, Spreaker Live Show was that it's always the same people all the time, right? Well, how, okay, so let's say you take the top the top 200 podcasts out, and then you start looking at the bottom. You know, you start looking at everybody else. How are you going to turn you? How, how do you determine that? Like, is it just solely based on numbers? And, and right. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to take away some of those pod, those top podcasts are really good. They're right. at the top for a reason. That's what I was and saying. I, you just hate to take that away. And um, I, I think they need to be there. If we had nothing, and right. if, by the way, human nature will never allow them not to be there. There will always be comparing. That's what's made us great as a species. Right. right? We're good at that because we can we, because of competition. Yeah, but it should make you better if that's what you are using them for. It should make you better. Don't get bitter. Get better. Ooh, that's a good that's, bumper sticker right wow, there. That actually kind write of that down. I think that might be the name <laughs> of the episode, my friend. Don't get what was that? Don't get bitter. Get don't better. get better. Get better. Just make your stuff better. Yeah. Like if you have an amazing podcast, I think like Dan did what's a Dan Carlin, right? And in, yeah. in hardcore history. Yeah. That that dude does no advertising. He has very little behind him. He it and yet he gets such incredible word of mouth promotion that like it, he it's amazing because he has an amazing product. Like what he does is amazing and it takes a ton of time. I think about Home Gadget Geeks, and I spend literally about two hours on it a week. And if I wanted it to be better, I should probably spend a little more time on it. You know, it's going to maybe some editing. 
maybe some yeah. promotion, right? Some of those. So I think in some cases we just we just need to be better. Yeah. Uh, speaking of award shows, last night was the Latin Podcast Awards. Felix says in the chat room, 20 winners from independents, radio, and TV podcasts. And the competition was uh, was won by all. So there you go. So there's another yeah. one. I know there's uh, Australian Podcast Awards. So there's a bunch of them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So. yeah. And they're just, they are what they are, right? Exactly. We watched, we watched uh, Todd try to do these things and try to do them fair and try to be independent. We watched that guy just get run over by a bus and then backed up and then run over and then backed up and then run over. So I, no, no good deed goes unpunished well, in, in that case. That was me when I heard iHeart was getting into this. I'm like, oh, good. They can get the death threats. Because Todd, totally. Todd got death threats, man. I was like, seriously? Over a, a podcast award? I'm like, come yeah, on. Guys, take a, take a chill. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just a, but it's, it's important for people. Yeah. So, hey, uh, you know what else is important? Our awesome subscribers. Uh, our awesome subscribers, he said, uh, grabbing his... Uh, or your awesome subscribers, yeah. I should say. Uh, <laughs> and if I can remember how to share my screen, there we go. Um, so awesome, you can you can be an awesome supporter by going over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. Uh, and that would include people like uh, Josh from onthebubblepodcast.com. Uh, Greg over at debtshepherd.com where he teaches financial wellness. Uh, Jonathan Bloom over at um, weeklyawesome.com where you can be great today. It's weekly inspiration. The one and only Glenn the Geek Hebert over at the Horse Radio Network. If you are into horses, that is the guy you want to talk to. Uh, Josh Rivers over at podcastingexperiments.com. Max Truscott from Aviation News Talk. Find it at aviationnewstalk.com. Uh, Shane from Spybrary. Super nice guy. I've gotten to kind of know Shane behind the scenes. Uh, really cool guy. Uh, the new, I finally have the, the, uh, website address and everything. Carrie Bond over at the, uh, Key West Perspective, a podcast about island life and the people who live it. Uh, you can find it at keywestperspective.com slash podcast. Ronsley, the one and only guy that just did, uh, we are podcast 2018. Uh, he runs Amplify Media Group. You can find it at mustamplify.com. And again, if you would like to be, and awesome supporters, simply go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And thank you to all of our awesome supporters. And uh, we'll be naming them all next week because, hey, October is toast. It's amazing that uh, they it is gone already. One of the things that um, since we're talking about getting better, and I'm going to be interested. I, I guess I'm just a cynic at heart. I try not to be. But... There is a new Facebook group that I just heard about in another Facebook group, and it's called, the name of it is simply Podcasters 25th, as in 25th, um, Crit, which I'm assuming is short for critics or whatever. The idea is, is you go over there, and they say on Milestone Podcast, so like not 24th, not 32nd, but it's a place, it's a Facebook group, and the idea is you're supposed to listen to somebody's show and actually give them feedback. So since we're talking about getting better, not bitter, you might want to check out that Facebook if you're actually looking for feedback on your show. I just, to me, I see that like I see charts. I'm like, okay, that's going to be a matter of seconds before that just becomes a giant spam fest. Because I forget there was another, another Facebook group. No, another... LinkedIn group, LinkedIn groups, they keep saying are coming back. And it was like, hey, 
post your episodes here for promotion. I'm like, wait a minute. Does this mean if I sign into this group, it's just going to be everybody going, here's episode 27, here's 26, 2018, 210. Because I'm like, there's a really good chance I'm not going to be interested in a big chunk of those because, well, we all have different interests and stuff. And I'm waiting for somebody to get back because I like, that just sounds like one, to me, that shotgun marketing. Where, yeah, it only takes two seconds to post and say, here's episode, you know, whatever, and we talk about such and such, and hope that one person comes and listens to it. And I guess it, if it only takes three seconds to do that, why not? But yeah, but no, no, don't do those groups. Like, yeah. I don't I, like if you think you're going to do them for promotion, although it would be helpful to have a group where you feel like you're getting constructive feedback on your podcast. You you already have a group. They're called your listeners. Yeah. <laughs> like that's <ask> them. <laughs> like, you don't need to get a bunch of strangers. Although that, that's not totally true, Dave. Oftentimes people will overlook things much like my listeners were overlooking the fact that they couldn't hear a sentence in my intro. <laughs> and they're like, all right, that's just him. He's not going to change it. We just won't say anything. Right. And so sometimes you need some strangers to say stuff like that to you. So maybe that's not such a bad you know, such a bad idea. If it just becomes a post fest and there's no feedback on the episodes, that's one thing. If you're getting constructive feedback on it, um, I think that's that's helpful. If you think you're going to get listeners this way, man, this the percentage on this may be lower than the percentage that you get if you put out an email um, survey. So, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't lean on it as a way to get new listeners for sure. Yeah. Hey, Mike, before before we uh, go too far, Mike Weger uh, sent me this picture uh, here. He is watching us. He is watching Ask the Pod. If you throw that up full screen, he is asking uh, or he's watching Ask the Podcast Coach this morning from his living room, full screen on his TV. They, or Mike, thanks for, uh, for watching um, Ask the Podcast Coach on your TV. Emily says uh, she moderates the hashtag Potter and Family group. All the posts must be approved. 90% are deleted because it's something someone posting their new episode, even though there is a specific thread every week for people to post their episodes. It's gross. And no, no, no one wants you to watch your live video in this group. So uh, that's kind of interesting. Again, I think if you give something people can spam, they will spam it. I mean, I've, I've lost two two email addresses where somebody will blast out something and they carbon copy everyone. And I'm like, no, you just gave my email to this entire group. And they're like, what? And I'm like, I said, because everybody's selling something on the internet, you know, look at my Etsy uh, group and buy some, you know, necklaces or what I'm like, no, no. And so I, somebody just did that to me uh, a couple weeks ago. And I was like, Hey, just in the future, could you please, blind carbon copy people so they don't get my email address um so that's always kind of fun when I, that's actually a, a huge pet peeve of mine when people do that i'm like because no, again because i've i had one it was like my my very first email and like my family used it and then i just i could not i would have just opened up i would just have hundreds of emails i'm like oh you gotta be kidding me and it all became because this guy blasted it out to his newsletter and just everybody just started you know, who knows how that happened, but all I know is I would just open up my email and a whole bunch of email from people I didn't know. And I was like, oh, you're killing me. So, yeah. You got to be careful on those, on those, sending those out. This is where like a MailChimp or an AWeber is so, so much more helpful when you're sending out some of those, um, that kind of communication. If you're going to get, if you want subscribers and such, that that's just stupid. Like whoever did that, like, don't do that. That's yeah. dumb. Stop doing that. Well, they didn't realize I, I had to slide my presentation 
where I mentioned about review swaps. And I said, kind of like what you said, you know, you have somebody who can give you feedback. They're called your audience. Mm-hmm. And I said, if you're asking complete strangers to review your show, I said, uh, you know, I said, that's, that's, you know, and why isn't your actual audience doing that? And I just explained that to them. I said, I, one of the reasons I want to, I pointed that out. I said, number one, it's kind of a weird way to, to get reviews. I said, but number two, I said, I see people that look at a new show and they're like, how does this person have 107 reviews already? They've only been doing a podcast for two months and they'll kind of like, I've only got seven. Well, you have seven actual reviews. They have a hundred and seven of which a hundred are fake. And I said, and I said, so if you see that and you start to feel that, look at the reviews and see how many of them came in on the same day. And the review is something like love the host. Great show. I said, because that's when you know, especially if they're all the same day. I said, that's really weird and generally doesn't happen. I said, so, and there, but this one lady came up, she goes, I had no idea there were things like review swaps. I'm like, oh yeah. I said, I actually, I saw one in a Facebook group and actually tried to explain to people like, why, why are you doing this? And it just sat there and it was weird. It was organic. It just like somebody, somebody's like, anybody interested in a review swap? And it was just like, I am, I am, I am. And here's my show. Here's my show. And I was like, wow. And it just kept going and going and going. And I was like, ah, so it is. And again, You know what makes your show great? Great content and you engage your audience. Like don't engage somebody else's audience to try and give them give you fake reviews. Yeah. Like get get them from your own audience. I yeah. mean earn it. Don't yeah. don't and we're we're uh, Dave our audience here is pretty like we're talking they would all agree on it with us on this. So we're yeah. kind of preaching to the choir a little bit cuz they yeah. they wouldn't probably do this stuff. Hey, I know you had Emily on right before yeah. you left for Australia. And I don't know if you got it, but I got the book right here. We had her on Home Gadget Geeks as well, talking about her book, the story behind. If you haven't picked that up yet, still great opportunities to get that done, get out there. Speaking of promoting your podcast, holy cow, write a book. Jeez. Right. Emily, nice job. So yes. just say congratulations to her uh, on this show. I got a chance to do it on mine. I know you talked a little bit about it when she was on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I listened to all those shows, by the way. So thanks for those guys who filled in um, to do that. But congratulations, Emily. Yeah, I was kind of bummed. I got I had all my mail on hold. And then when I uh that's interesting when you have like 8 days of mail and I said just drop it off, you know, when I get back. So I where if I look out this window, I'm looking right at my mailbox. So when I saw the the mail person like pull in, I just walked out. I said, "You have a big chunk for me." And I did. And I'm going to say 80% of it, if not 90, was just junk. Just, oh, yeah. you know, coupons and blah 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 and i was i'm like where's where's the book and i'm like so i'm guessing it's probably going to show up uh today because i've not got my copy yet i may have bought the ebook when i think about it oh because i don't actually read book books i read i wanted a physical copy so that i could have her sign it the next time i see her Uh, that is the that is the and it's so funny the book came in we talked about this on my show but the book came in and sarah my wife looked at it and she goes oh i want that book as soon as you're done with it Nice. So she's, yeah, she's super pumped about, uh, about, she loves this kind of stuff. And so be a great, uh, a great book for her. Very well done. But when we think about em- how the way Emily has done this, you know, it was a little bit of an accident in, in, it was her podcast. And then a producer came and said, you know, Hey, can you, can we put this in book form? And she's like, well, I, I write this stuff out. I guess, why couldn't we? And so right place, right time. She didn't manufacture that. She didn't necessarily try and make that happen. That was just something that happened based on what I think 
is a really good product to start with. You know, the story behind podcast is an amazingly well done podcast. And Emily puts a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of creativity. Mm-hmm. She sings on it, which is dynamite. <laughs> love, love that episode, Emily, by the way. And um, it was a little weird at first. I'll just be honest. But I, once I got used to it, I embraced it. Um, she just she spends a lot of time and effort. You know, we all talk about doing podcasts and then struggling to write the show notes. She writes the show notes first. Yeah. And then does the podcast. And uh, so amazingly well done. And um, I, I think if we want great product and we want a lot of, we want more listeners, spend more time on your product. That's it. Oh, I think it was Rob Walsh was talking about that, where people are spending 90% of their time promoting their show and 10% creating it. And their audience, they're like, my audience isn't growing and I'm spending all this time on promoting it. And Rob said, swap that 90% on creation and 10% promoting it. And that way, when people find it, they're finding something that they're going to go, oh, wow, I want to read that when you're done. You know what I mean? It's like that. Yeah. um, Yeah. I'm guilty of it. Um, I think uh, creativity happens by accident. And so I, I'm guilty of, of just waiting for it to happen when I think in a lot of ways it happens, it's creativity is very intentional and it happens when we put a lot of hard work and effort into something and we get these moments of greatness. And so it's, you got to put some time in, if you really love doing it, you got to put some time into it. And you got to put a lot of people, I see this in the groups, you know, they've been doing, they've been podcasting for a month or two, or maybe even six, you're just starting. Like, I think you're just getting good at the one-year mark or maybe even the two-year mark. I go back and listen to my podcast. I was doing a podcast on Thursday, and one of my hosts, who I've been podcasting now with for four years, had gone back and listened to an episode we had done five years ago. And she said, Jim, you have gotten so much better. Now, that's awesome, and it's terrifying at the same time because I go back and listen to those those first episodes, and I'm like, oh, can we just delete those? Like, how do we get rid of that stuff? Now, audience doesn't know and they don't care. They don't sense it unless they've, they're regular listeners now and they go back, right? But in the day, it was cool. It was great, right? right. But you got to do it. You just got to keep doing it. And it's not a, if you want to be great at this, you need, to, you need thousands of hours of practice, not, not tens or not, not hun- even hundreds, but thousands of hours of practice to get good at it. Craig in the chat room says, Picasso said, inspiration only finds me when I'm working. Yeah. I love that line. To me, you you mentioned that people don't know that when they're listening to it. And it used to drive me nuts when I played in bands if somebody made a mistake and they would make a face. Mm-hmm. Like they'd go, oh, and they'd make a scrunchy face and shake their head like, oh, or whatever. Or they'd point at somebody, and I'm like, you know, the audience doesn't know that's a mistake. Yeah. You know, the minute you, you make a face and throw a tantrum, everybody's like, what's wrong with Steve? Why is Steve, you know, it looks like he ate a lemon on stage. I'm like, dude, just smile and laugh. And nobody knows, you know, we know, but they don't. So uh, yeah. your audience yeah. doesn't know. Um, no, it's the same way in podcasting, right? When you when you make a mistake and you call attention to it in while you're doing it, they, they don't know. Yeah. They, they don't know your, they, they, oftentimes they don't know what's going on. Uh, sound behind me or, you know, those yeah. kinds of things that you, and you draw attention to them. And you're like, guess yeah. what? Nobody would have heard them anyways. Nobody. Well, I did an episode. I forget what it was. And there was something wrong with our audio. And I didn't mention it till the very end. And I said, you know, if you noticed it, let me, and like nobody, 
No, it was a little ticking, wasn't it? It yeah. was kind of a ticking, yeah. Yeah, and it was like nobody said, like, what happened? What are you doing? You know, uh, but you you held up uh, Emily's book, and I have a question. Yeah. Do you read books on a regular basis? No. Really? No. In fact, I won't even spend a bunch of time reading this one. My wife will read it all. I listen to, I've listened to most of ah, these. Uh, well, that's okay. Let's do, do you consume books in one format or another? Not a lot. No, no okay. I, I, mostly podcasting. Yeah. See, or Audible. Mean. Yeah. Well, Audible. Yeah. I'm t- I count Audible as, as reading a book. But it's mostly podcasting. And yeah. lately, it's been a lot of YouTube. Like, mm. I, I am spending an enormous amount of time following really interesting, very smart people on YouTube who have things that they're saying that matter. And you're just like, wow, this could be and very, very interesting stuff. So that has been most of my consumption has been YouTube. Anything? See, now you're to me. I'm like, oh, that that requires a follow up question. Um, interesting things that matter. Like anything pop out of your head that you're like, like this guy I just watched was like, wow. Yeah, I'm watching this couple uh, in they're in uh, northern Idaho or uh, up in the Idaho area, Washington, Western Washington, and they're building a timber frame house. And they're just, they're filming everything and they film every day and they, they're about two months behind, but they post just about every day. And it's just them and what they're thinking and what they're going through and how they're handling. They're living on this property in a camper, basically. And they've been in a camper for two years, (laughs) you know, this little tiny kind of camper camper kind of thing. And they're not always right. And they're not always, it's not always clean and it's not always happy, but Watching them go through their life journey is like experiencing, like I consider them my friends. They don't know me and I don't really, really know them. Then from a technical standpoint, I've been thinking about doing some vlogging, some more video on what I do. And I'm kind of watching them from how do they do this? Like, how do they, how do they film this? Everybody think that's pretty easy. Just put a camera out and record it. It's not that way. Like you need to set things up. You need to kind of think about the angles and the way you're recording it and the way you're doing it. And so I'm kind of watching it for two things. One is how would I do video if I was going to do something like that? Or do I even want to, man, look at the the trolls for these guys are, in, they're incredible. Uh, yeah. Like, YouTube is horrendous. Yikes. Just brutal. And you know what? Not even people, not even people trying to be trolls, just people being themselves <laughs> in the chat. And you kind of like, yikes, you people are, I don't know. Do you have friends? <laughs> like, do people like you? <laughs> uh, it's incredible what you see there. But two, it's just interesting, Dave, to follow them on a daily basis. And every morning I, I wake up and watch, they make a 20 minute video. That's a recap from the day before. Um, and then r- real, real, um, you know, you think, okay, so timber frame house. I watch, I'm watching two different YouTube channels of folks building yachts, wooden yachts from scratch, from the ground up. How do you build a boat? Like, I've never seen a boat. Like, I've never, have you ever built a boat? I have not. I have not either. And I'm not a boat builder and I don't even live near the ocean. Like, I live in Omaha, Nebraska, right? But the, 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 it, the things they're learning and doing and figuring out and the relationships and then the volunteers who come to help them. Like, talk about being interesting and engaging. These, they're getting people who are taking vacation time it traveling to their location. They don't know each other. They're just, you know, they're, they're, I'm sure they're arranging this in advance and they're coming to volunteer to help on these projects. That is the ultimate measure for me of engagement. If somebody wow. would fly to Omaha, put themselves up in a hotel 
and help me work on a project for a week. I mean, and I don't know them. Right. That's pretty amazing. If you have a listener do something like that. So that's been, I've been kind of watching it from how are they gathering? How are they getting engagement? How, what are they doing? Well, they're being real. They're just being real. It's no fakery. It's no goof offery. You know, it's just, they're being real, right? They're just, they're out there doing their thing and they're being genuine and authentic. And I think as podcasters, we could learn a lot from that of being genuine and authentic in the work that we do. Yeah. That's the, uh, the one thing again, without, I mean, most of these people I, I did know in Australia, but I mean, I knew Pat Flynn and I knew, I listened to Jordan Harbinger show all the time and they're not a whole lot different off the mic. You know, like I said, the only thing I thought was, was somewhat different about Pat Flynn. He's hilarious. He doesn't really joke around that much on his show. Um, it's lighthearted and it's factual and it's marketing, but there's not a lot of light jokes. There. And he's just hilarious. Both he and, yeah. and Jordan Harbinger were really pretty funny. Um, yeah. But they weren't, it wasn't a case where, you know, they were on the microphone and then you get them alone and they talk like this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Dave, you have that appeal, I think, for people and that people love. I hear these comments about you all the time is you're exactly the same on your show as you are in person. And you don't try to be you know, podcast excellence, extraordinaire. Oh, I'm above you on your shows. You're like, Hey, I'm a guy and I'm just yeah. doing this thing. And I want to, I'm here to help you. And I think that's endearing. And I think a lot of folks that follow you like that. They like that. They don't like the fakeness or they don't like the hip- hypocrisy or they don't like the, I'm in this for the money. And, um, and I actually think since you started working for Lipson and, that the day job is kind of secure. I think you've gotten even better in advice and oh, yeah. and being true because you're not worried about it. You're not trying to make a living off this thing. I think you've gotten better. Yeah, that's. I just learned that from when in the past, um, many moons ago, uh, my first marriage, um, we were trying to have a kid, and we were just. It was just insane. Our money situation was just horrendous because if you've never gone through them, fertility treatments are not cheap. And so anything I could do to make a buck, I was doing it. And I remember I started doing guitar lessons and it's weird because I I love teaching. I do not like, I shouldn't say I don't like, but doing guitar lessons, I think a lot of that depends too on the student as does any kind of teaching, but doing guitar lessons really made it like a job. I went from something I love to do to, uh, you know, but I had to do anything to, to make a buck. And so I've, I've always wondered that if I did the school of podcasting full time, so let's say, whatever, Google buys Libsyn and shuts it down, you know, I could live on the school of podcasting. I, I think that would be bizarre because then, yeah, then I think I would stress out a bit. Unlike yeah, if somebody, well, you make different decisions. Yeah. If somebody, think. if somebody unsubscribed, I'd be like, no, that's gas money for next week. You know? Yeah. It uh, makes, it makes it a little questionable sometimes the decisions you're making. Cause it's like, okay, I'm making, am I making these in the best interest of my listener or am I listening? Am I saying them to make money? And so I've just, I've noticed since you started working at Lipson, I think you're, you've actually gotten better with that instead of instead of worse well i just love it because it just gives me a whole wide spectrum of oh that we should probably mention that your podcast name should not have any keywords in it your your author tag should be your first and last name um like for us it'll be dave jackson comma jim cullison 
don't put any, you know, shenanigans like that. And that also goes for your author in the episode. That was the one this week that I was like, I don't see any kind of keyword stuffing with this guy. And then you went to the episodes and looked at his author and it was like his name and then like his guest name, keyword, 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 keyword for the author tag, for his, like his guest. And out of the pool he went. And so I, I don't know why we've all speculated it might be something to do with you know, uh, smart speakers or whatever, but Apple, we're not kidding when we say Apple is throwing out people on a regular basis. And it happens almost on a daily basis. Now I run into somebody, they're like, I'm not in iTunes anymore. I'm like, uh, okay. I'm like, then I'll go over to their website. I'll click on their link to, to iTunes. It'll say, do you want to open up in iTunes? And I'm like, yep. And it does. And it says, this is not available in this country. And you're like, oops. So, um, so I've changed mine. I mean, it used to be school of podcasting dash learn to podcast, blah, 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 blah. And I, and now it's just school of podcasting and it is what it is. We're not, we're not real crazy about that, but um, if you want to be in their system, you have to follow their rules. And that's, I kind of almost think if they keep really getting, you know, this critical that eventually they may need their own, feed and settings. Cause like, what if I want to put a keyword in my, you know, what if I'm doing a TV show and I need to put something after it, but that is something that's happening on a real regular basis. And I have not checked the sales whisperer. There's a sales, there's a show called the sales whisperer. That is my like benchmark for keyword stuffing. Cause this is the guy that used to have Zig Ziglar in his uh, title and a bunch of other stuff. Oh, and it just dawned on me. I'm I'm in, I think right now I'm in the Italy store on the, uh, the podcast rodeo show talking about getting feedback and making your show better. I was talking to James Cridlin and I mentioned the podcast rodeo show and he goes, Ooh, he goes, cause I told him, I said, I have my smart speaker can now I just ask her to pick a category. Cause you can actually program. If you haven't played with, uh, blueprints in Amazon with your smart speaker, um, they're great fun. And so now I can just have her pick a category. And he goes, ooh, do you have her pick a country? And I'm like, ooh, that's... So I'm now reviewing shows from English-speaking countries, uh, which is fun. But um, let me see if I type in sales whisperer. That's a fun word to type. Yeah, Emily says they seem to be gone. Yeah, I don't see him Because I know I used to type in Zig Ziglar, and that would bring him up almost always. I, I guess I got lucky. I never did, never followed this advice uh, for Home Gadget Geeks. Yeah. So the title is Home Gadget Geeks. It is pulling, I because I have video, uh, two video feeds, I do have in parentheses, audio MP3. And then um, that's the title. And then I, it just says by Jim Collison. And I don't, I've never, I never got into the keyword stuffing groups yeah. that did, that that tried to do that. I know that was a real popular who, who kind of popularized that? Was there someone that was teaching that uh, as a podcast guru? Well, yeah, well, there are a few. Yeah, I don't keyword stuff, but I have had my name legally changed to Zig Ziglar. So that's <laughs> I... nice. And uh, uh, Kyle, um, so Kyle Bondo says Apple podcast slash iTunes told us our network page that we could put the host name slash network name. So I have my podcast as Kyle Bondo slash Gagglepod. You know, it's just fun to say Gagglepod. It's a great word. Yeah. It's a great, good, it's a good um, word. And uh, iTunes will search on both. Apple allowed this as an option, but you have to have a podcast network page on the good old Apple iTunes. Uh, so don't do that if you don't actually have 
a network page, which I, that's one of those things that's on my list always. I'm like, I need to go get one of them, their fancy pages. Yeah. And I'm like, eh. Cause yeah. Are, yeah. I, Cause you know, I'll get more listeners is my, if my background is blue or pink or green. When well, they you get, might, yeah. you might, I hate to poo poo it too much, right. but you might, I, I actually, like I said, I think you get solid listeners when you get word of mouth or, or in, in, in people like you, that's the, that's what does it. Like when they like you, they'll stay, they'll stay around. I, I cannot tell you, and I know we need to wrap it up here, but um, I cannot tell you, I've gotten emails over the last couple months, couple weeks from people who say, Hey, I've been listening to you since your time on the home server show. And that Ooh. was years ago. Yeah. Like, and I'm in, or, or I've been listening to you since you started on the home server show. That was eight years ago. And you go, Oh, wow. First of all, I'm sorry. And then, <laughs> you know, or in Canada, sorry. Sorry. And sorry. But it, it is one of those things like you think, wow, this is someone who's followed me along all these weeks, all these years. That's what I'm looking for. I don't know about you, but that's what I'm looking for. I, I really want those friends who are listening, not necessarily just blasting it out and hoping if it ever got big, then so be it. I, I've told you before, I, I don't wish that upon anybody. Fame is not what everyone thinks it is. No, no. If, if, <laughs> it is. When people yeah. go fame or fortune, I'm like, I'll take the fortune. But the fame part, mm. I don't even know if I want the fortune some days. It just comes up with all its own problems yeah. as well. But you got to be careful what you wish for. So I know we got to wrap it up. Yeah, Eileen says uh, he did. Um, Wes Schaefer. Uh, I don't know if what it was called. I guess the, the website's still the same. But it's now the sales podcast. What was the sales whisperer? And it is keyword free. And when you look for that. Uh, but um, yeah, so it's great to be back. Uh, chat room, we missed you, Jim. I missed you. It's nice to have you back. Are you are you around? Uh, no, I have two. I'm off for the next two weeks as we wrap it, All and right. then I'll be back permanent for the winter. Well, it's good because we we had some people go. Hey, can I sit in Jim's chair? Oh, awesome! Yeah, I'd love to have them. Thank you for all of those again. Thanks to Chris and John and Emily for filling in for me. I listened to every single word you guys said after you said it. So thanks for jumping in there. I appreciate it. Yeah, and. Uh, What's uh, coming up on your show? Oh, speaking of Suri, we had Erin Lawrence. She's a Canadian blogger and podcaster uh, who came on. She does gadget reviews, and she's awesome. So we talked about she's converting a camper into a tech, uh, you know, like a tech camper. It's going to be a, you know, it'll be a conversion van that's just loaded with tech. So if you like that kind of stuff, head over to theaverageguy.tv, and it's posted right now. Nice. On the School of Podcasting, this week we have the question... Do audiograms actually lead people to find new podcasts? That was the question of the month. If you haven't answered it yet, get it in like right now and I can uh, I will put it in because I'm assembling that tomorrow. And then um, to me, the big lesson from Australia was I now understand the true meaning of no like and trust and especially the trust thing because I did so many things that I normally would not do. Like, not even close, not doing it, Mm-mm. but I did because I trusted the people that were throwing the event. So that'll be on this week's episode of the School of Podcasting. Thanks so much for tuning in. We're here every Saturday morning at 1030 Eastern. Simply go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash live, and we will see you again real soon with a new episode. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time.